All right, everybody, uh, welcome back to episode 26 on the BGJ 101 Storing Podcast. We have, again, Tim with us, all right? He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt, and he, he helps here at Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm Anton Manenko, I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and today, again, we have Eduardo Diaz, who, again, is no um, stranger to the podcast, but we're actually going to talk with him and interview him a little bit about his, um, you know, life, upbringing, experiences with jiu-jitsu and everything excited thanks for having me excited to be on the other <laughs> yeah, side yeah. of the no it's the other side of the couch you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? like the hot seat be yeah. more comfy uh hot seat um thanks a lot for all the production today you know the the hairstylists and all the the fruit platter as well makeup you know? so if you're gonna be a guest here guys you're gonna be well looked after it's amazing any requests uh, yeah, you know i got just know. a little bit of uh prone cocktail at the beginning but now ready to go mm. so eduardo we always start with the same kind of question that i want to ask but can you just talk about like your childhood growing up in rio and then like where you were introduced to brazilian jiu-jitsu because i know because i've talked to you a little bit but can you kind of like share that for everyone else to kind of listen to sure so um i came from rio de janeiro um and i Come from a middle-class family, uh, working hard family. My mom was actually a special kids teacher, uh, so that relates to you, Tim, as well. Um, and then later on, she became the director of the school, uh, which was quite funny. And then she moved to another school. Um, when I was secondary school, she moved to another school, and I went and studied there because you could study for free. And I used to have a fight and go see my mom. Which was ah, the princess. So she was the principal. Yeah, yeah. So okay, it was yeah, very yeah. strange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was kind of like, you know. It's a whole other world, sure. And it, I think for me, it got worse because, you know, like I would <laughs> suffer there and at home because she did that, done the wrong thing, etc. you know. Couldn't uh, hide anywhere. Exactly. And straight away. And the punishment yeah. has to be outstanding because of the, as an example, you know. Sure. But, um, yeah. So, but, but look, I... I got ex- I started doing judo actually. So when I was five years old, um, my mom, we had a policy at home, which I think I also tell parents nowadays is like, she literally bribes us <laughs> to do a sport. All right. So we're two kids. Uh, we live in an apartment. Um, there was video games at that time. It was called Atari, and um, and you know like if you by then people already knew there was an unhealthy thing to do. You know, not be exposed to the sun, not do sports, not socialize, not interact with other kids, not learning how to lose, you know, not having something to strive for. Mm. Um, and therefore, she said, look, you guys, I don't care what sports you guys going to do. You guys have to pick two different sports and we're going to do that. I'll take you guys, um, which was in a Navy club uh, in Brazil. And uh, we started judo there. And at the part of the bribe was like, you go to judo. After judo, you get an ice cream or a cheese cheese bread, which is like a famous pie in Brazil, you know, mm-hmm. translating. Um, and I remember as a five years old, I have very, very small recollections of the class itself. Mm. But I remember the ice creams, yeah. you know what I mean? After, so <laughs> the bribe worked really well. Yeah, in your world at that age, that's a pretty big deal. Mm. That's like... Um... And I think bribe is super important. Like, honestly, like people work for money. Like, they're, you know, like there is mm. there's a, a bribe system already in, in, in like in place, right? Like, so the kid is not capable of deciding what is actually going to be beneficial for him in the future. He hasn't arrived there yet. He doesn't have that uh, already formulated in the brain, you know? So 
a little bit of incentive, you know, uh, comes a long way, you know. So it worked well. And I, I remember the judo coach, who eats carrots? And then everyone puts their hand up. Who eats? Like, you know, they have this thing with nutrition as well, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. to get the kids away promoting, from, promoting from it, meccas really. and all that. Yeah. yeah, fruits and vegetables. So your brother was doing it as well? My brother was doing it as well, yes. Yeah. Yes, the beginning we're both doing. Um, and we kept doing for a while. Um, I remember did a few competitions in judo as a kid. I remember later on I did judo at school yeah. as well. Yeah. So then I then I become a little bit more serious. At what age was that? At? So from five to when you started competing? I did judo. Probably start competing at about maybe seven. Okay. Yeah, it was early. It yeah, was yeah. early. I didn't even remember how the comps went. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. I remember like so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then at probably like. 13, actually, no, earlier, earlier. 12, I start doing uh, for the school. So the school have a judo team, train after classes, and we go competing. And um, I remember I had a Kushiguruma, was a very good uh, takedown. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. Doesn't work well for jiu-jitsu because the guy can end up in your back. But in judo, worked well. Uh, and I remember my mom used to give us a chocolate, little chocolate bar. So, you know, that wasn't like, protein bars back then you're just young and you take a little juice and then a chocolate to have between fights and mm -hmm. things like that so so that was uh uh my introduction to to martial arts which is really good you know judo is uh, was an, a, a big sport in brazil um there was a lot of discipline a lot of like respect um a lot of you literally you do you fall and you stand up all the time you fall you stand <laughs> up you yeah. know so you basically um you learn okay you fall okay go stand up or get taken down try again and there's a lot of work to make it perfect you know what i mean yeah. it's never good enough so that was good i think it was important to do a sport that's what i say to to kids nowadays just do a sport mm, do something anything was your mom still the principal of the school where you were doing judo or not no uh for a while yes okay, okay. yes and then yeah for a while she was and then she stopped working at that school and i kept going for a while there yeah. Continue cool. with the club. Yeah. Because, yeah, 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 you know everyone. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. So, how, like, what transition did it happen to coming into, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Like, uh, were you playing other sports at the time as well? Like, maybe you were playing soccer or something like that? or? Yeah, so I, I did a lot of different sports. So, I did soccer. Um, like, I really enjoyed playing soccer with my friends, you know, like, and... Uh, were they the two sports that you, that you picked when you, mom, your mom said you had to pick two? I went through a few. Yeah. I went through a few. So I went through basketball, you know what I mean? And then I was like, ah, man, this is not for me. But my brother go this in the basketball. So, and then I went soccer. But there was a point where I actually said, ah, mom, I just want to do judo. Okay. I, you know, I was enjoying the ice cream and everything else. <laughs> so I just kept on the judo. And uh, my brother kept more on the basketball. Yeah. A little bit of judo, but I stay more on the judo afterwards. Um, and that's how I took most of the that part. Um, but judo, judo stayed with me even when I was in university. So judo stayed with me um, for a long time. Um, do, doing uh, high school all the time. And then after when I was doing university, um, I was tired of, you know, the, the work. I was working full time and then doing university, which I think is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I had to do university at night. And when I get the bus from finish work and I get the bus, it's like an hour and a half to get to the uni. 
And when I get to the union, this is like, man, eight o'clock at night. And you're just like, man, what can I do that I, I can enjoy? And there was a judo. So I was like, man, I'll join in, you know. Um, so this I did is judo. at the university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I do judo. Then they invite me to compete. But then I was like, ah, man, I don't have the, don't want to, you know, too much, you know. Like, it's already, because you, your life not going that direction, you know what I mean? You're already yeah. doing uni, you already have a full time. It just takes you away to another direction. And I just, um, but it was fun. Well, so, do, do you, like, this is something that I think a lot of people in their adolescence kind of, like, struggle with and stuff like that but like did you have an idea of what you wanted to do as you were leaving like high school and stuff like that zero yeah zero so what what made you pick like you just went to uni and tried things out or like honestly <laughs> i went to what i don't like yeah like you know like oh i don't like maths i don't like uh physics i don't like no 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 okay so that was the <laughs> there was a few that i like mm. right and that's the problem of choosing too young. Then I go, well, um, this one has a lot of girls. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of funny because it was true. Like it was me, uh, maybe three or four guys, and everything else, women. Like everyone else was women. And, uh, and I was like, wow, if, you know, like that was my idea. This is he, <laughs> like hit the nail, you know what I mean? Like perfect target. Um, and I remember it's kind of funny because I passed to a better university. Uh. This was not as good university, but in terms of uh, beauty, was number ten. You know what I mean? Like uh. it was unbelievable. Okay. I was in heaven. I was going, waking up. I live far away, man. I was going happy in a bus every day. Mm -mm. I said, I can do that. I can finish this university. But then I I passed to the best university as the last person. You know, and there is a couple of drop offs. Okay, that, like a cut off. A cut off. Yeah. So. My one was after the cutoff. Or right. Someone that was already signed up and everything. And they for stopped, some reason, yeah. yeah. So then they they called me. I can't remember what happened. But um, remember my my parents said, oh, man, you passed that one. That was a very, you know, like prestigious. prestigious yeah. And I'm just going, no, I don't want <laughs> to go you know, like I looked at that. <laughs> that was a hiring, like, uh, you know, like beautiful uh, leave us, uh, classroom. I was just mm. like, no, don't take me out of here. Mm. You know, this is going to be a... But like, so you to have an idea, I had classes with two models. They were outdoors, like like serious, like international models. Yeah. They sitting on my classroom. So I was like, the class was there. I was just looking here at the girl. Oh my God. Oh, look how she drinks the water bottle. You know, <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. But uh, that university, I, I used to say that. And my friends the same. I think you'd fall in love every every week. You yeah. fall in love, and you go, man. I can't go to classroom. They go, man. What's up? We have to go. I fell in love, man. I have to stay here, <laughs> look a little bit more. You know. Mm. Yeah, it's very famous, like to have like very beautiful people. I guess. Mm. At this university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, what was your degree in? Like, what were you studying? That. So was? I did a advertising and propaganda degree. Yeah. Yeah. So five years, and done that. Uh, when work for an oil company, yeah, the biggest. Oil but you were company. also working and stuff like that as you were studying. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because like you've talked, I've talked about that type of stuff with you before, and it's just kind of like, like you're saying, like it's really difficult at the time you're studying and doing all these things, but it's like taking on a certain amount of challenge, and like it really helps you grow as a person in life and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, as soon as I, uh, so when I was young, as soon as I start. Probably even before I start university, yeah. uh, my parents divorced, and I, 
and I was a bit. I used jiu-jitsu was very important for me as a there was a escape for me. So you started jiu-jitsu then already, or you were yeah? Still doing no, judo? I started jiu-jitsu at like I started jiu-jitsu at like twelve. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And my parents, I don't know, probably I was like sixteen, seventeen, and when that happened, I jiu-jitsu was a, a very good point for me. So instead of being at home, you know, and things weren't tonight nice, I used to go to jiu-jitsu yeah. and spend the whole afternoon there, you know, and, and, and not only that, but having, my parents were super busy, you know, like they have to work to, to get things, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So nowadays I understand a lot better, you know, because you have to work hard to provide things, you know, it's, yeah. uh, and, and it's an ongoing battle, you know, like, because you have to pay health insurance, you have to pay all your um, expenses, just expenses of life, yeah. et cetera, you know, at what point. So, yeah, life, you know, and um, so they couldn't be much with us, you know yeah. what I mean? So having uh, jiu-jitsu, this is one thing I found amazing about jiu-jitsu. They have like different age groups at the same class. Yeah. So I was 14. I had a, a friend that was 60 at the time. Do you know what I mean? And we yeah. talk about things like as if he, he talks about me if he wasn't talking to a kid. He already considers me a man, you know? Yeah. And, or an uh, equal to some and extent. I, yeah. And I, for a youth, for a, a person like on a teenager to, to get that respect, to receive that respect, he's already, uh, uh, he's already grown up, you know what I mean? He, mm. he, he brings the best out of the kid, you know? Uh, so that was very important for me. I, I, I think jiu-jitsu has this special um, gift that does because you are around a lot of people in a good environment, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, what was your question? <laughs> Let, let's go back I'll, I'll ask the question again about like all the stuff with your parents divorcing and starting that type of thing mm -hmm. but like what like what ah, was it? what was professional my, my working yeah you were, no but you were doing some work but let, let's just go back to the jiu-jitsu thing I didn't know that you started at 12 so I thought you just kept doing judo up until you are in, in uni so you started jiu-jitsu how did that happen and like and like just talk about like doing jiu-jitsu all up until when you started to like you know, do certain things or almost go into your own, doing your own stuff. So, working for yourself, yeah. Jiu-Jitsu, um, I, I was very fortunate, in a, in a Jiu-Jitsu world, I was super fortunate because I live in a condo Yeah. and that condo has a lot of big names of Jiu-Jitsu living there. And... Did you know at the time, like, were you aware of these people or... Yes, or they were I was, famous or whatever. I, or? I was playing soccer, I was going to the beach and I was seeing fights happening. Yeah, and they they happening and and these guys are like some of them were my friends and they get in fights and they they you know they kind of doing well in fights. Uh, there was a lot of fights back then in Brazil. It was very probably different than now. It was a lot more fights, and they doing well in fights and and they you know just look I look up to them and I go well. There are fights. Every party I go, there's a fight. Every concert I go, there's a part. There's a fight. It's not a one-on-one -on -one fight. There was like a bros, right? Yeah. And I'm with these guys, so I just, I just realized super quick, man. I better train with these guys, you know, because <laughs> it's going to hit the fence soon, you know. So that was my, uh, that was motivation. my motivation. That was my motivation, and they they also brought me up. Hey, come with us, you know, like you know. So that was my initiation in jujitsu. Um, but there was that place was very um a lot of focus on fighting a lot of focus on on like um 
that wasn't the best uh, like straight, education. Straight you know stuff. What I, mean? yeah. I was I was I was good for a few things. You know what I mean? Like, but I wasn't the best environment. I think you know, um, and so then at the same time, because I was in this condo, there was another teacher, a much older guy, that was actually um, Kavaka's coach. Yeah. Um, his name is El Silvianancio. Yeah. So he was a gym instructor. He had a gym in my condo, and he also did jiu-jitsu. Very old school, tough, like really, really tough, really strong, very old school, like just like Americana, Amba, like man, just the, the, the foundations, yeah. but man, you get the guy there, you must submit the guy, you know what I mean? There's no, oh, Maybe, yeah. you're going to get it, you know what I mean? So it was very, very uh, good, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as a, as a teacher, it was good experience, but a lot more, less focus, more focus on the, on the, on the sport, more focus on... There's still, you know, like a, a lot of self-defense, but more focus on uh, away from the violence. You know? Tournament jiu-jitsu almost. Yeah. yeah. So how, when, how old were you when you changed over to the other gym? So you trained from 12 years old to when at this first gym? So what happened was, so because I was, this was in the gym inside the condo that I lived. Yeah. And then he moved to Santos. He moved to Sao Paulo okay. where he started teaching Kavaka. Yeah, which is Bushesha coach. People here don't know his first so, coach. So, did you start with the guy in the condo, this the Kavaka's coach first? Yes. Okay, and then where'd you go after that? And how old were you when you changed? Then, when he left, uh, there was uh, a friend of mine that was training jiu jitsu already black belt. There was yeah. actually three guys, three black belts, three friends of mine. They all lovely. Uh, I still have contact with them nowadays. Like you know, uh, one is a doctor. And two work in a bank, but they all had jujitsu. Uh, they do hobby, but you know, like they really good at the time, and um, so they went teach there. So it was one day each. They were teaching in the condo. Yeah. So when else you went to São Paulo, they assumed they they took Take over. Take his position, yeah. And and that was very nice as well. Like three different coaches, completely different style. Yeah. You know, want to be more serious. The other want to be more like you know want to be with us you know and, and so that was really cool like really different um, mix of coaches and influence that yeah. was nice that was super nice how old were you at this time and like what belt level were you i was so with when i also left i got my blue belt okay um and so but yeah and then this when these three guys these three mates of mine um they used to train at alliance how right? old how old were you when you got your blue belt 15 okay 15 or 16 yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably 16, I think. Mm. Um, so, they trained in Alliance, and um, they, they, and then at that time, like, Alliance had, like, just a headquarters in, uh, had a headquarters in Leblon, Rio de Janeiro. They had, like, a, they had, like, a, a, every Saturday, there was 10 trainings, 10 minutes, closed doors, no water. And then you finish, you go, you go uh, on the big stairs, like you have to go up R and running, down. Running like up and down, yeah. Crazy, crazy times. Hmm. Windows Pushing closed. to the limit. Yeah, push to insanity, like unhealthy. Um, some people said, if you learn jiu-jitsu in Brazil in the 80s and 90s, you're a survivor. You was, you're not a practitioner, you know what I mean? Hmm. I agree with that 100%. Um, so... When they went on with their careers and they could not teach anymore, yeah. changed states, etc., then 
they said, look, you need now to get a bit more training. And they took us to, to Vini and Hachim, which just opened a, a branch of Alliance uh, uh, close to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So is that, 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 that's Axe? That's Axe. Yeah, that's yeah, Axe. Okay, cool. what, what, yeah, what you call Axe now. But like, were you still training um, with these? Actually, sorry. Yeah. Actually, sorry. The Alliance wasn't already set up. We, I used to go to Leblon and train uh, at a, a gym called Strike. And there was Alliance, it was actually the Alliance of five different gyms. Yeah. So, and Vinny was part of the, the, the founder of the Alliance with, you know, other people, you know, um, Roberto Travin, Alexandre Paiva, Fabio Burgel, and Jacaré, right? So they, they, they got together and they opened Alliance. So that's how Alliance started. Yeah, so they made a team with all they their They made a team together, yeah, to, to compete against other teams yeah. and make the team stronger. So, um, like, during all this time and you were training, you got your blue belt and you were going to uni at the time as well or you hadn't started uni at this time. You started uni, uni later on when you were already at Axe. Yeah, start uni when I was already at Axe. Um, and at Axe was really good because Axe, uh, it was a club and they had a very professional setup. Yeah. So you have your man change rooms. There was a lot. I don't know, thirty showers. You know okay. what I mean? There was like two Olympic swimming pools. Yeah. There was like three saunas. That was like insane, and uh, and like they have like that's when jujitsu they have like morning time. Like yeah. there was probably one of the first gyms to have like a lunch time. You know like what I mean? A full time timetable. Full time timetable. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And. Because Vinny was also an airplane pilot, uh, there was a different type of people as well. There was a lot of more like uh, pilots and people that love jiu-jitsu. I think Vinny had a very important thing in bringing jiu-jitsu to people that were not only about fighting. Everyday people, business professionals. And he was very big on that. And that actually brought uh, two guys uh, that were big actors in Brazilian TV, so proper. And they went on newspaper, you know what I mean? There was the media, so I think, like, there was more media for jiu-jitsu because of that Expo- good media, you know? Exposes you to a, a larger market. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and professional they, all had, they, they all had, like, a particular stigma around jiu-jitsu at the time. You've talked about before that it was like, oh, all these tough guys, bulldog guys, it's yeah. just gang guys and all this stuff like that. It was on newspaper all the yeah. time. Any fight that would happen on the disco, oh, these jiu-jitsu guys, and the jiu-jitsu guys, really jiu-jitsu guys, they resting, man. They train the hard, you know. They're just okay. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of helped change. That helped with changing the whole stigma behind it all. It helped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the introduction for a lifestyle. Oh, wait a second. We can be a pilot, yeah. but we love these. We want to do these. Yeah. You know. So then you started going to uni, um, and you were working all that time, and you were kind of like parents started to separate and stuff like that. But we, I've, I've talked about this stuff with you before, but you started like your own business or something like that with some of your friends or? Yeah, so uh, when my parents divorced, my mom um, had to come up with something because yeah. she had to get some work again. And she was out of work from the school like for a while, you know. Yeah. And so she started making food uh, for construction, you know, like you have to restart again, you know. And my brother and I, we decided to be with my mom. Um, mm-hmm kind of look after her, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, and our 
our how you call our financial situation went down dramatically because my my dad was the provider and everything you know yeah. so it went down like but nowadays looking looking now I, that was one of the best things that ever happened to my life so how how old were you two at this time like you and your brother well at that time i was probably 18 okay and then my mom poor come and help me so i went and help her yeah. and that was in a very poor area of um of uh real like really poor area like you have to literally go through a couple of slums you know and there's no people it's another world you know what i mean like yeah. people have to they arrive at work they leave their guns at my mom's room like you know like mm. it's another world but um she had a catering company like and start doing well and you know like and i always helping her uh you know i was counting the the, the tickets that we can exchange their own for money you know what i mean with the financial department uh so i start helping her and see how it works and um and understanding you know how how hard you have to work and all that you know what i mean to make things happen and try to help her out to you know get pay bills you know yeah so so then i i i um i, I started to see how the the food operation works and i was like well i can open a juice store so i got two friends from jiu-jitsu like oh let's open a juice store and um we open a a, a shop like a cafe but mm. it was like acai there was all the juices there were all the sandwiches um and they were, and did really well we actually um uh, we sponsor a couple of jiu-jitsu guys uh, and one guy called nino chambri very famous guy mm. he got a gracie magazine uh front cover wearing the gear of the sponsorship nice. so that when um uh became history you know what i mean mm. like there was um, a good achievement for us but um so but then three three um how you call it? three three partners is a really hard thing to do um because it's the more i the more different partners the more different ideas mm. you know what i mean and it's really hard to you know there's find a way find a middle ground you know what i mean yeah of course and difficult to navigate people everyone wants what they want yeah everyone wants what they want everyone thinks it's different you know like in and it should be done this way should be done that way Mm. and um and that was the biggest problem i think above all was that they promise uh the, the shopping center when they sold the idea there was on the plans there was uh uh cinemas right and the shopping center with cinemas you know there's going to be more people you know and there was a cinemas there was a theater there was a um a couple of big venues that would attract a lot of people but once the shopping started and we opened they like, oh, guys, sorry, the concrete's not hold, doesn't hold for that kind of. It was a big kind of scheme, you know what I mean? And um, and like I was like, oh, I can't believe people came like I think in this this you know magnitude of scale, mm. you know, like you still have that kind of thing. So that was um, so that made our like our profits be almost like a joke to share between three. Yeah. And I was doing uni full time, and I was waking up early. And I used to go, used to go buy the, all the fruits, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I decided to go, you know what, let's just uh, keep going uh, uni. And then I got a job at an oil company, like in my area, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I went with that. You started uh, in marketing, advertising. Yeah. yeah, so I started, so basically this oil company uh, spends a lot of money. So people send projects uh, and they 
the oil company like sponsor or pay for a project and for example oil company gonna take oil out of the a little city so that's why i end up leaving it's a bit of a they pollute a lot but they make it look beautiful you know what i mean they put little turtles and they give little little prizes you know what i mean that's welcome to the dirty part part of the job was to spin it to make it look more to uh, make we're doing such a great work for the population you know what i mean look how nice we are we look at the we look after the turtles and one day i wake up and say man i don't want to be part of this shit uh and yeah that that's something that you start to realize though it's like it doesn't matter what you do man there's always a negative to it and it's like whether it's a uh, oil company like because like we all everybody uses petrol and diesel and stuff like that for the vehicles people don't complain about it then you know what i'm saying and it's the same like we've talked about this before about people that are like activists of like oh climate change and this and that and they tape themselves in here in brisbane they glue themselves to the road and all this stuff like that and hold the traffic for the whole time and people like you know that extra two hours or three hours that you force people to sit in their cars and you backed yeah. up all the things? They're in you, idle and, and the they're, smoke's they're going smoke's They would have been there already. And not only that, they're the ones with their friends, all 10 of them all filming with their iPhone. And yeah. it's like, man, like... Yeah, what's that made out of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just what's that interesting. Exp- what's an expression? Um, he who, who throws the first stone... What is it? He who doesn't sin can throw the first stone. It's like uh, you can't... If you're gonna if you're gonna criticize and judge, you better be perfect. You better be on that perfect, hundred percent. But no one is, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's it's so easy. They call it like virtue signaling now, where people will go on the internet and say, "Oh, I can't believe it." Blah blah blah. Whatever social, um, you know, yeah. like I don't know what do you want to call it, like social issue or social scenario that's like big in the in the in the media at the moment or whatever they say oh this is what i believe on this and they go with the majority and show how good a person they are it, but I, I know what you're saying man there's but, yeah, but, it's just interesting but that i think look there's different scenarios like there mm. my scenario was like just myself realizing within myself you yeah. know what i mean like it's a self-conscious yeah. kind of uh act that you just go look i don't want to be part of that no, absolutely. And then, yeah. of course, you're going to, oh, but if I don't do it, someone else will do it. I could just go, but yeah, that, that, yeah. that's not what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, you don't want to do it. No, I, I, I know use, what you're saying. I don't want to use my knowledge for the bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to yeah. try to use for the good. And I'm sure in a way it's a challenge because it's, it's, it yeah, it's everything, hard... exactly, like try to find something that doesn't have any negative But you know the funny thing? Yeah. I'm going to, I'll tell you a true story. I started, and this, these actually um, kind of like, deteriorate my my enjoyment for advertising right because i was like working. i couldn't find something good okay but Work, like, working for the oil company after that you yeah, know what okay. i mean like i almost cut my 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 you know, drive my drive but now doing that thing for 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 jujitsu yes. you know like i was this is inspire me again yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like it's interesting like just to have that fire started to come up again you know uh because man you're giving you're giving people resilience you're giving mm. confidence you're giving like a healthier half style community there's so many benefits you know mm. i was the living proof of this benefit you know like i didn't there was not a, a negative in this process you know what i mean i didn't yeah. observe any negative in this process so in doing jiu-jitsu or in, in doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. so for me it's easy to sell what i actually living proof that man there was a lot of benefits yeah, yeah you know yeah, for sure and now even like you know like many years later 
I use a lot of the knowledge that I got from Jiu-Jitsu to applying other things that I do in my life. You know? Yeah, 100%. I think most of the people that we've had on here are the same. Like, they've learned so much doing Jiu-Jitsu. They're so grateful. And most of them just like, oh, I wish I learned this when I was 10 years old, not when I was 35 or 28 or whatever. So, no, it definitely is... Um, a life-changing, like a turning point in people's lives that they, they start jiu-jitsu and then that journey continues if they stay and do it. And you you were somebody that stayed and did it and kind of like just continued going and, and doing that type of thing. So the next kind of like part of your journey is like after you started working for them, were you still kind of like doing jiu-jitsu at the time while you were doing the advertising or you stopped off a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I always did jiu-jitsu. Um, I always did jiu-jitsu. Um, I remember my coach said something that I do say to people nowadays. He said, look, unless you're sick or injured, in your worst, worst weeks, a term like you're busy at work or busy with family or other things, come twice a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of like maintenance, you know? Yeah. And that's a really good thing. So I, I had a moment where I was training like three times a week, twice, maybe a week, and then having... Uh, swim and or a fitness guy there was a time where i was like i could be going to competition more serious mm -hmm. like there was a lot of people that want me to do that but i didn't there was another uh, there was many distractions for me <laughs> like a lot of distractions actually yeah. um and there was also the the working and making money and yeah. help so and there was jiu-jitsu there was zero money like yeah. there was there was actually opposite you have to spend everything right so um at the time for me it was like i i didn't do it like there was a lot of people there was a lot of people people actually annoy me so much to do it that i did a couple of times and then i would do okay and then people go man no you have to go to this one yeah. now you can't miss that one no 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 I'll, I'll get someone to do your physical preparation i remember before i stopped like going doing these things like there was a, a guy doing like I don't know whoever was paying, but there was a guy PT. doing my physical yeah. Yeah, preparation and, and stretching and nutritionist. That was, that was good, you know? But, um, yeah, so I actually, I learned, which I think is interesting right now because I actually learned uh, to observe because I, I spar and I help a lot of people in my gym and I'm very proud of them and I, I did it. I would do it everything again to help them to go in that path. Yeah. didn't want it but i was so happy they were doing it, and they made my train better and and i observe a lot on what they actually what they what they actually need to uh abstain to actually go to that path what they have the characteristics they must have yeah. what are the things that they have to go oh, look i can't do that if i'm gonna go here hard you know and i think this was very interesting like to be very close to it but always observing from the outside from the outside and observing and helping that, that's an interesting point like because that happens with a lot of scenarios like when you're inside whatever you're experiencing whether it's trained to be a competitor relationship issue business problem whatever while you're inside it you, you because you're affected by emotion because we're human being and it's not possible to just like be completely logical all the time and be like oh i should do this decision this is the best option you you you, you don't see clearly but people that are like around it or next to it always have a clearer vision because they're not actually affected by it because it's not happening to them or they're not inside the actual, you know, the circumstance. So that's a really interesting point, man. I trust that a lot, Anto, that even nowadays I have close friends that I trust that, that, um, 
that uh, thought process and you know what I mean and I know they want the best for me that sometimes I will actually ask their opinion yeah and you know knowing that I'll filter but I will take their opinion on board because they seem from the outside and some people do that with me too you know yeah. I, I I totally see the value but it's interesting like um like even the guys that are good competitors a lot of the time they're not great coaches or they're not great like um teachers or whatever because they're just were the ones doing the thing or performing the thing and they don't have that propensity to actually recognize like wait a second uh these are the characteristics these are the things that have to be done to achieve that because you're talking about competing and you were around a lot of guys that were competing and training to compete and stuff like that and it kind of gives you like a different view on stuff that you can see that will indicate that that person or these individuals are going or doing the right things to achieve what they want to achieve if they want to be a competitor in jiu-jitsu so that's an interesting point that you can apply you know anywhere man you can apply it in business you can apply it in relationships whatever yeah absolutely absolutely but and, and there's another thing as well that i i was thinking actually that like when you do like a group sport for example you do soccer or you do yeah. rugby you can always blame oh but that guy was bad today yeah. or or the team or oh, i was i was doing great but that guy didn't give me the ball or you know yeah. you know there's there's gonna be a, a thousand more options to create an excuse but when you do it like the the jiu-jitsu sport is like it's everything on you so like if you've done great you've done great you know what i mean like this if you didn't do great well what can i improve so you're gonna improve you know what i mean like if you're a professional you know what i mean mm. so there are also i think the the solo person like sport gives you it's very important to observe because there are to be addressed all the time you know what i mean like it's it's easier to address this is one individual thing whatever he done great he done great whatever has to be a better had to get better you know mm. i was very I, I experienced that a lot um competing early as a, as a white belt i actually competed quite a bit uh compared to what i do now but just getting smashed on the first few competitions and realizing you're like yeah it was uh very painful and emotionally <laughs> and physically yeah, but realize, losing, but losing realizing is, yeah. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop now because I like, what do I have to address? What are these things? And I, and I really worked on them. And then, um, then winning a couple of matches, you feel what I what I fixed could actually was applied, and I did it myself. I mean, I have a, have a team and everything, but yeah. on the mat that in, in those matches, and it was very rewarding. I found to, and even though it's on a low level, it was the the goalposts were very narrow. It was. It felt amazing at the time to go. I actually tried extra hard, applied some fixes and yeah, adjustments. Yeah, the people and advice people are giving me, and it actually worked in a competition. And mm. yeah, and, and you take all the credits. You know what I mean? Because you win, you work hard. You know, you got the confidence. You know what I mean? Like it's regardless of the level, you made it happen. You yeah. know, like so. Yeah. Especially with the, with teammates too, who'd seen me. Uh, people who'd come to a lot of the competitions that were at Gaha, you know, teammates. It was. Uh, They've watched me lose, and then and then to be encouraged when they they saw you know I'm finally getting better you know yeah uh, yeah well, well look when when people people um, gonna win they're gonna lose you know but I think a good one important indicator to see if someone is gonna be doing extremely well is how they come from a loss you know the guy come from a loss and and try to get better and perform better and and try to improve their moves you know rather than coming from a loss and just or even from a wing as well, but just, you know, go celebrate too much and yeah. be outside. That happens a lot. A lot of guys have a lot of talent, like itself, 
um, and talent enough doesn't cut it. You know, yeah. talent, a, a guy can be, let's say, I have a, a, a talent needs a hard work for the guy to become a genius, right? right. Like extreme, like talent itself doesn't make a guy a genius in the sport. He needs right. hard work and talent. You know, if he doesn't have the talent, it's just hard work. I don't think you're ever going to become a genius, right? But to become the next genius, like in that sport, it's hard work and talent together. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You got to have some X factor, but you also got to work hard. There's, yeah, the there's, there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of individuals in business and in investing in jujitsu and rugby and NFL and whatever that were talented guys but just couldn't hold it together for long enough. Because you get in the comfort zone. Comfort yeah. zone does this. Well, yeah, but for these guys, it becomes easy, man. And like any, like we've talked about on this podcast or in person so many different times, when things come easy to you, you, you don't have the same appreciation for things. So you don't have the drive to work hard and make things happen because it's easy to you. And for a lot of guys, that's being athletic. So why the hell are they going to work hard to get good footwork or... Why the hell are they going to work hard to improve this small aspect of what they're doing when I'm already good at everything? You know what I mean? That's like the attitude that a lot of people come from. And unfortunately, the difference between being great, exceptional, and then somebody that's like a Hall of Famer are like 1% differences, man. Somebody that's decent and good and somebody that's exceptional, like in a sprint, it's like milliseconds. It might be one whole second, maybe. Who knows? And then somebody that's exceptional and a guy that's going to be a world record holder is 0.01 milliseconds. But to make that the effort. The effort the to make that guy yeah, the yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer guy, the yeah. effort that that guy does is yeah. that guy's training from 6 a.m. Yeah. to 6 p.m. every day. And the guy that's exceptional is, you know, maybe, you know, training two hours less. And then the guy that's great maybe trains four times a week. But like the output that you have to do to gain that. 0.001% in your in your fastest run ever is man it's just consistent crazy work for like majority of your life man you have to dedicate your life to do that stuff so i just find it interesting because a lot of people like to complain and go oh man life's like that life would be amazing and like people just don't know the realities because they've never even tried you know what i mean yeah yeah never and, even tried true true and 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 you think about jujitsu in that in jujitsu Jiu-jitsu is one of the one of the few things that is 100% accountability. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 you don't move well, it's gonna come well. If you did, if the guy didn't move well, man, what you need to learn something from this. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. other way. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're gonna get you again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and you cannot not be accountable. If you're not accountable, if you're gonna blame, you know what I mean? You're not gonna get good. Yeah, you make any excuse for anything, it's not going to help you at all. Yeah, there's no <laughs> you know excuse I mean? in life. The only person that suffers is you, man, in the end. Man, I've had, I had a lot of people early on tell me, oh, you should stop. Like, stop because I, I, I lost a couple of matches and I, how'd you go? And I go, oh, man, didn't do very well and I need to work on this. And, like, and they're like, maybe it's not for you, maybe you should stop. And that, if anything, that made me want to do it, more, do it more. And I was like, That's no, I just want to yeah. try harder and like, be better. But the it. best things, I was thinking about that today. The best things I've done at that beginning, a lot of people told me that I was crazy. That, yeah, you shouldn't should do it. Never you do should it. quit. And whatever. then later no, on, right. some of the people came and said, man, I actually told you that. I'm sorry, but you actually was the best thing you've done. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. That's interesting that yeah. people even do that. Most people won't tell you like, oh, man, I said the wrong thing. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but like just be quiet radio it, silence i think i think that comes from like an internal insecurity from everybody like yeah, projecting. It, it, like people project that stuff because they don't have the you know audacity or the confidence or whatever to go out and do the and thing that they the want to do they, they yeah, maybe they, they like you and they're like oh this guy's in danger you know what i mean like oh, i need to be safer this is too, too dangerous yeah you know that's true I mean? too uh, yeah. especially like with people that care about you like might be your mom or your grandma <laughs> or someone like that when you go and do things that you're risking people yeah. worry about you but a lot of the time you know what i mean like the things that's the only way you improve as a person like you have to fall over and scratch your knee as a kid to yeah. learn things you have to go and climb up there and fall off and break your wrist yeah. because you, you that's that's the way you learn in life man yeah. Yeah. but the thing is is like um you know your parents or whoever is like they 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 don't want you to risk because they don't want bad things to happen to you but bad things are a part of life man yes. and and and, you, and of course you need to be strategic with that i don't and I'm not saying, all right, yeah, let your kids go and do whatever they want or let them do it. But they have to experience both things. They have to go and experience things that didn't work out and didn't work so well and they failed. And they also have to experience how to deal with that and come back from that and then find a good place again and then go and succeed again, whatever. That's, that's the normal cycle of the world, man. You, you, can't, you can't hide from that. You can't, like, coddle people away from that. But, yeah, it is interesting. Like, a lot of people... Um, definitely do say that type of stuff but i just think it's interesting because it comes from a place of like maybe they have something in their heart or in their mind or whatever that, that they want to attempt and do but they just they don't pull the trigger on it or they're not confident yeah. enough to do it and that comes yeah. out in those little kind of exchanges man yeah, yeah in hindsight uh i'm not really in contact with those kind of people anymore because i feel like they might have um they liked they liked me being this individual, yeah. Yeah, or like, they like knowing me at the time in the life. They didn't want me to move. move yeah, move maybe, on. Yeah, that's maybe that's get a bit something better. too. So it comes from fear then for a your lot of people. Your friends will change. Yeah. yeah. You have to. It definitely, definitely. Your do. friends will change because of that. Mm. The more you get, like, uh, you take risks and you, you improve yourself, you, you know, you change your mindset towards things, you will get to people that have the same mindset as you. Yeah. This is yeah. 100%. You know, you're going to, you're gonna be. It's almost like attraction. You're gonna. Tra you're gonna attract. They're gonna attract you. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna. You're gonna need the input as well. You know because you mm. know these guys uh, already doing what you did, or you know like have the same mindset. That helps a lot. You know. Definitely, but I think it, maybe it's like you're repelling these people. Then they're starting to notice it because as you're starting to take on all this new challenge and evolve and grow, they see that you're changing. They they become fearful of that. Because they don't want to, they don't want you to leave their life or, or yeah. change position or whatever. And that, yeah. I definitely think that is a again, that's a necessary portion of life too, man. People are on their own journeys, and some people figure it out, and some people don't, and some people accept challenge and do stuff, and some people, you know, just want to be safe and never fearful. And it's all a matter of choice in the end. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Look, and jujitsu gives you that um, experiences with what happened. You know, like yeah. that we just take it. This is what I think. I, I love get to. I love do things that I'm not good at right now to get the experience. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean. And then yeah. try to do it again, or try to uh, view what I have the ideas, preconceived ideas I had. Like if you don't have experiences, if you don't put yourself in there, yeah. how can you get better? How can you actually know yeah. what's gonna happen? You can't. But like people like to just armchair everything. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It's easy to just have opinions on things that you repeating or regurgitating or whatever. But like, man, have you, I'll never forget this because I rewatched one of the podcasts 
that we did with Octavia, who's you know, you know, uh, your instructor coach, and your yeah, coach and coaches, stuff like that. Yeah. And man, like something that stuck with me is you're like, you know, you asked the question to him and you said, you know, for people that want to improve or do this stuff, like what should they do? Or what, like if someone that wants to, you know, follow your footsteps as a coach or, you know, what should they do? And, and it's just such a simple thing, but it's like something that people never do, man. He said, right now in this tech, technological age, you have access to all the information on the planet. Whatever you want to learn about, go there and research and research and research and search for information and research and research and research and find information. And that's it. And then you're going to become informed on whatever you want to understand or know, and then you can make good decisions on it. And this is something that I just don't see people applying at all, man. Like whether it's like people are scared because you're changing a little bit and evolving and growing and getting more confidence or, um, you know, whatever, like it's such a, that, that for me is just such an interesting kind of concept because we were talking about how, like you were talking about how people change and your friends change and stuff like that. And like a lot of the people that, you know, you leave behind or that leave or do their own things is, man, they, they're stuck in their, in their way. They don't want to research. They don't want to evolve. They don't want to take on more things or evolve as a person. I want to be like this. This is who I am. It's like, all right. But I think the need brings that, that a lot on people too. You know, they need to evolve. They need to, there is a need, you know. Yeah, I mean? some people have no need though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you get, get stuck, you know. Like you, you have to have, an, the, the, the need helps so much, you know. Like yeah. there is no other way you go. You know, you don't have nothing to lose. Has to be a must, exactly. Like if it's just something you want to do, you probably never do it. It has to be a must. It must take priority in your life to do whatever change you want to create. Yeah. Whether it's losing weight, whether it's, you know, in, improving your financial situation yeah. or improving your relationship with your family, whatever. It has to be a must for the people involved or for you. Otherwise, it's just another thing. Oh, you know, I was tired this week. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, you know, my leg's a bit sore. I'm not going to do that. Oh, you know, but they were, I'll argue to them. They, oh, I don't want to talk to them today. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to create these things as a must in whatever it is. Otherwise, man, it's just another thing. It's not important. Well, what are we in February now? I think the, um, the New Year's resolutions, you know, I wonder Dying how many down. of those have Dying stopped. Down. You know, people are like, I'm going to do this for 10 weeks or I'm going to... I'm going to do six months of this. And you think, what percentage? I mean, it's not, yeah, it is what it is. That's very, that's very common. But yeah, you have to. It's easy to fall back into your routine, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's very easy because it's comfortable. Yeah. Because life's scary as hell, dude. Everything's so it's scary. And, oh, I don't want to be uncomfortable for too long. I think we've been, like as a, like a big group of people, like people in Western society in the world, we've been sold a propaganda of this like feel good chasing feeling good all the time chasing being happy all the time you have to be happy if you're unhappy something's wrong with you and i like i have a very different view on that and i've you know I've, i i i like to listen to a lot about psychology and human st and human evolution and and a lot of the people that i've looked at that talk about that like happiness is a is like a momentary fleeting experience and it is necessary for a particular function but as a human being you you have a function to be unhappy and unsatisfied with things that's a that's a it's not a um it's not a problem with your software it's actually a feature 
Make sense? Mm -hmm. It's a feature yeah, yeah. of your software. That's why we as a human race or a civilization have advanced so far that we have because you're unhappy with stuff. So you go, all right, well, better make myself happy again. And then you go and do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think now what people have done is kind of, instead of, again, like I talked about this before, but just like the way people have framed their views and the way they've kind of been molded to think and stuff like that is really in a negative way or not negative but in a way that's like unsustainable and doesn't lead to positive things in in life it's always about consuming products it's yeah. always about consuming momentary feelings i need to feel good i need to fulfill this lust i need to fulfill this whatever yeah. joy happiness whatever yeah. as opposed to like all right like what you did oh i lost in jujitsu and i feel bad and now i want to change my situation so now I'm going to work really hard and improve myself and my situation and then achieve my goal and feel really great because I did all the stuff that I was supposed to do and it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Being, yeah being stubborn helps and like watching, maybe even watching uh, Rocky movies. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, this is the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> no, do, do, just do. like... Yeah. Well, I just knew that I would be very disappointed in myself and probably upset years later if I'd just gone, if I'd just quit then. And like, yeah. there's no making, I don't feel like there's any making it, but there's, yeah, there's little wins that, that go, it was worth it. This is encouraging. I'm on, I'm on, a, I'm on, I'm glad I stuck with something. Well, I'm glad I stuck with and it. And you know yeah. the funny thing, for example, um, how the, the BJJ 101 library was created. Yeah. It came out of a need so here we we face uh, uh, the back of the looking Starting back right of, now yeah. start of covid lockdown in queensland we could not do it, gym work we, we could not no one could come no one could train you know uh and we had to we didn't have material that we could give to people you know and that's yeah we didn't that have was a, a need we didn't have an online presence for we have no online consume, presence yeah. like people like wanted to um they wanted to keep learning and we're like well, we feel like, man, if you're a school, you know what I mean? You're supposed to try to us to give Offer the that, best yeah. options um, in things that you believe, right? So nowadays, I truly believe, right? And I'm, I use, like, I'm not talking because, uh, you know, like, I, I we did it. It actually was created out of a need to start with. So, and I truly believe I use sometimes, I use, like, on the other week, last week, and I used um, that that there is a room for uh, exactly what we did, an online library to, uh, to help the presential, the face-to-face -face classes. Uh, this online library was really well made in terms of uh, professional filming, but not only that, it's divided by categories, divided by BJJ uh, sections. Yeah. So it's half got bottom, it's half got top, you know, it's back take. And this is a really nice way to make it to facilitate a lot your learning process and your purposing training so for example after what um 30 jesus christ 32 years of training jiu-jitsu mm. um i go and because this is never gonna end i'm gonna tell you right now and um you're always gonna be learning jiu-jitsu you're always gonna be there's always positions that you need to get better it's unlimited um and so I wanted to get back at back. I want to get better at back tech, so I need to study back tech. So I go there. 
I can review details that I'm not using. I can go, why? That's, that position is not using. I have two or three that I, it becomes a purpose in my head. I go back to train. This is a crucial part. No one's going to, if you don't have a look at the online content, all right, the libraries in a section that you need to, to be exposed and need to learn and then go back to presential and try, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It requires you, my friend, okay? It yeah. requires you a little bit of effort, but directs you so well to get better. It happened to me. You know, like now my back take, like there's some people going, wow, that never, you never took, never got me there before. You know what I mean? Like become like, yeah, rolling to the like back, doing crazy area. stuff. Yeah. So this <laughs> is really interesting. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, I'm, I'm also experiment and proving to myself that that works, you know, and that, um, so, and I think this is an, uh, out of the need that was created and it will be super helpful now for people that are wanted to learn, want to keep learning, a black belt like myself, or a guy that just starting to have more access to knowledge coming while they're home, while in the office, you know, everywhere. Yeah. I got a text message from one of the members here, Uncle Eddie, and he was on a flight sometime, I don't know, last year, and he's like, look, jiu-jitsu at 20,000 yeah. 20, feet, and he's watching the yeah. BJJ 101 stuff on there. And it's like, yeah, man, it, it, all, all of these little things are like supplements to like learning and stuff like that. But like you're saying, it has to be a need. It has to be a must. If you want to improve, you're going to do all the little extra things that's going to make you better. If it's just like whatever, you, the, I, well, I've talked about this before as well. It's like if you have a mediocre approach, you're going to have a mediocre result, man. Yeah, I remember If you, actually, if yeah, you want to be mediocre, then that's be so mediocre. If you want to be good at things, if you want to be exceptional, or if you want to be a specialist, if you want to be a Hall of Famer individual – that requires that level of work. And the, the thing that I think is, is crazy that I don't get people, that I don't understand from other people is some people believe or they have a completely delusional, like delusional view of their output or their position in the world or their quality or level of things. It's like, man, I know that I am not an elite level powerlifter. I might be fairly strong compared to the average person, but I am nowhere near anything. My, th my stuff is abysmal, it's terrible. I'm aware of that. But there's people that do it in business, there's people that do it in relationships, there's people that do it in whatever, that truly believe that the way that they're doing things or that they already understand what to do without doing any work, without any information, without anything, and they talk from a position of total confidence. That is something that I have never understood. That for me is really interesting to kind of like notice in certain individuals. And it could be about anything. It's like every, oh, we've talked about this before as well. Everything is a skill yeah. and you have to get informed on how to do that thing. And if you don't inform yourself, you're not going to be good at it. It's like most people naturally believe that they know how to fight. And do you know where you notice this the most? If you go to any random pub anywhere while a UFC's on or a boxing match, they all got all the advice and they're all going to tell what Just they should be doing. You, you can't hear him, but he's going. Yeah, he's like, doing that. He's making like shadow boxing things. Like, yeah. Uh, and I get up. Get, this is the most common one in MMA. Just get up off the floor. Just get yeah, up. Yeah. You got no idea how difficult that is, man. Yeah. The guy's holding him down. Punch him. Yeah, punch him <laughs> and just get up and knock him out. That's what I would do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. These, these are individuals that have literally no information, no training or anything, but they're talking with such a level of confidence. People do that about everything. They do it about relationships. Just because you exist and you're a human being doesn't mean you can have a relationship with other people. You've got to learn how to do that. 
You have to build on skills to be able to deal with other individuals. Just because you're a human being and you're alive doesn't mean you know how to do a business properly or run one properly. And we've talked about this stuff before as well. It's like, that's why it's so important that you get informed. You research, you go and see mentors, you go and see all these people so you get the right information, you develop the right skills so you can have the result you want. And man, like, yeah. But see, I think the biggest problem nowadays, I always mention that, like people go, they talk to people, but they actually want to talk to people to show the person that they know yes. rather than so get the vain, knowledge get really. a, in vain in yeah. vain is just to, to inflate their ego a zero yeah. purpose in itself they should go and get the knowledge and then they have to experiment they have to try they have to right. they have to make a mistake to then lapidate it otherwise it's zero man it's you know so it takes humility to accept I don't know anything about this humility humility that's and the lack fail, 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 and then all of a sudden, in two months, it's like, Starting I can't believe how much I've learned in learned, two months. Correct. Uh, I'm not there yet, but but if I didn't, I wasn't open two months ago, yeah. I'd still be here with in zero the same, knowledge. Same results, exactly, yeah. The problem is, though, is like the people that you're talking about and like what their actions are is they're not talking to people to get informed. They're not even seeking out information. They're not actually going to somebody that can help them with their problem. Do you know who they go to? Somebody comfortable. Somebody that they're good friends with, somebody that has the same problems as them, some misery loves company. They're finding people that are just going to tell them the shit that they want to hear to reconfirm what they believe. And then once they hear that thing, they go, okay, good. Oh, okay, good. I feel much better <laughs> yes. now. Yeah, that, that, that makes that's me feel bullshit. better. <laughs> yeah. Screw jujitsu. I'm doing kung fu. Yeah, I finally Whatever. found the right yeah. answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue, man. That's that pit. That's a trap. Man, there's traps in every portion of life, man. There's so many like mental traps that you have to somehow like navigate and avoid. It's like, you know, you're, you're Floyd Mayweather and you're, you're slipping punches every day. Every day you're slipping punches. It might be the internet trap. You get caught up on Instagram and you, you start like, oh, I'm getting too, ex all the likes I get. Oh, it's the likes, it's the culture, it's the, uh, uh. it might be, you know, dating things like, oh, Tinder or whatever. You get caught up in stuff. Or but, it could be money. It could be gambling. It could be whatever. Scary. Yeah. This, this, I, I can actually lately, I can see this scenario playing out, playing up, um, playing out with little ones. Like I can see parents coming to me and say, oh, he doesn't really want to come. <laughs> and then I go, can you oh, encourage me? Okay, yeah. okay, well, does he want to do any other sport? Because I'm not too worried. I, I don't care if it's Don Jiu Jitsu, but I believe, I truly believe that it has to do something. has to be something for sure. Right? Yeah. And I then agree. the parents go, going back to me now active. lately and going back, no, he said he just want to be playing games. Like as if this is fine. Do you know what I mean? Like this is okay because is that the kid is, that's what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, and that is like, well, wait a second. Oh, and there was another, oh, but I can't do nothing. He's already, he's already grown up. Like this is a 14 years old. He, he didn't want to leave his room and didn't want to, he doesn't want to shut the computer. And I was like, what does he you know like wait a second if he's not going to be any direction right at this stage when this direction is going to come do you know yeah yeah but we're, we're, we we yeah. have a very docile like work like in like the community the, the community is docile it's like oh dreariness oh you know you know he yeah. doesn't want to do this nobody has any urgency about life man because it, it's a lot of things. Most of the time, like if you're talking about adults and human beings, right, everybody is somewhat kind of like subdued their brain 
with certain escapisms. They're escaping their life, whether it's video games, adult film, drinking every day, every night after work, whatever. Man, I heard from my mom saying this all the time. It's like, oh, mom, but, you know, I want to do this because these such and such are doing as well. Yeah. Or I want to stay. My mom, hey, you can do that. But as soon as you're paying your bills and you have your house, I've heard that my entire <laughs> do life. Do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Control popcorn in the ceiling and open your mouth. You know what I mean? It's up to you. Candy for breakfast. And clean the next week. You know what I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but yeah. And my roof, and my bills, I'm paying. Yeah. My You're doing yeah. my rules. Yeah, yeah. So what is it complicated to understand in this yeah. scenario? It's easy. That, the, the, the problem is, is like nobody... But draw see, a line, man. No, 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 no. But you can't do that anymore. Because now you're like, oh, you're a, a, a controlling parent, and all like, there's all these crazy social ideas that are insane right now, man. So the first thing is, is like, there's technology now that is so interactive, and it stimulates children's brains so immersely while they just sit there like a brain dead zombie that they don't want to do anything else. It's boring to sit and do jujitsu because the lights and the flashing yeah, and the explosion and all the completed. stuff in there is like. So ah, and that's the same thing that people have when they watch porn, adult film, whatever. Guys in their adolescence, you know what I mean, 16 to 30, and they're addicted to this stuff. Why are they going to go out and find a girlfriend? Why are they going to leave their room or do all this stuff? You know, they make all these um, funny, like, uh, adaptations or, like, parodies of it. Man, like, on Family Guy and all this stuff, the guy has been missing for a week. Where does he come out? He comes out of his house. His arm's massive. Because he just got internet access, you know what I'm saying? And he's mm. he's got this huge Popeye arm now, and yeah. he, uh, his, you know his beard's growing out and all this stuff. But people are actually doing this, and then other people on the other side that are unhappy, they're taking opioid pills because every time you go to the doctor and you don't feel good, oh here's a prescription. Yeah. Oh, you know my back sore. Oh, I feel sad. Oh, my life's hard. Here's a prescription. Here's a prescription. Not only are they taking their prescription, what do they consume every day? Bullshit food. They don't sleep well. Every day they get home, they watch TV for six six hours a day. They sleep five hours. They go they back bring to work. work. Stress at home now because everyone's like you know answering you, emails. And you, you get an Uber Eats delivery, then you get a Dan Murphy's delivery. Like man, people have got haven't even got the basic measure of their life completed. All right, and it's like a lot of oh I don't feel happy. I don't feel happy. All right, you do a job you don't like because you you need money, and or you're in a rat race to just make as much money as possible, but you're not happy doing it, to buy shit that just continue to make you unhappy. Like, all right, you bought this pair of shoes. A, a week later, you don't give a shit about it. So now you've got to buy another pair of shoes to make yourself feel better. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people's priorities are just completely, like, demented. They're not, they're not, like, people don't live in a way that is to actually be happy because we've been misled. We've been misled. It doesn't work. You need to change what you're doing. But people don't want to because everybody else is doing it. Like you're saying. You're oh, being but misled my... by the same people that used to say that the turtles are doing so exactly. well. Exactly. You know, the this same is elite story. level. Do you know how crazy this is? This is uh, so elite. The, the marketing is so deep Psyop. and so elite. Yeah, it is a up, man. The marketing, the marketing level is so deep and so powerful that people are literally living out lives that they hate. Yep. They hate their lives, man. They hate it. But they just continue to do it. And it doesn't matter what they hear, what you say, whatever. They just don't, they just continue doing the same existence. You know what I mean? They just live out the life that they believe because they've been told this stuff for so long that this is how you should live. But they don't eat food that makes them feel good. 
they don't exercise in a way that's important like you know a couple of an hour a day or 30 minutes a day or whatever to feel better to be healthier they don't sleep enough because they're too busy on instagram seeing how many people like them or whatever yeah, or one more or, round on online or of call of duty of or call of duty is, or, or whatever or or um another hour of scrolling through nice shoes on whatever online store like this is the life now and we were, you were talking about this before we even came on the podcast about like you know you you do a lot of research in property markets and stuff like that and like how like how many people own houses how many people are going to be living by themselves the type of houses that are going to be bigger later on and apartments and stuff like that you know the less and less people are having families less and less people are having marriages all of these things and now the most popular type of property is going to be one bedroom studios or two bedroom apartments because that's how everyone's going to live now because it's such a segregated like anti-social society oh yeah we're, we're as connected as we've ever been online but not in person yeah. do you know what i mean it's really interesting yeah yeah and co of course covid and stuff like that doesn't help with that you kind of segregate people on purpose but it just perpetuates the issue and, and accelerates and, and this the is change. where i found that how jujitsu it's almost like a, there's a screaming need for 100%. it right now because people are not having the minimum amount of socialization of sh like having a, a network of friends you know what i mean like a place where they like bond together you I, know I, I mean? would... without judgments without showing up here everyone looks the same but i just want to say one thing man i don't think that it's non-judgmental i think the thing that's different about jiu-jitsu is that judgment is based by reality you are judged by the the outcome of what you do and this is what's missing from the world true when you go to jiu-jitsu and you don't do the work and you don't do the techniques you are shit at jiu-jitsu and you suffer the consequences of the guy smashing your guard cross-facing your head squeezing your neck and choking you do you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, you can't say, oh, that's not fair. Correct. This is the problem. There's real tangible consequences for your performance here. In the world, there's not. And that's the problem. You've kind of removed yeah. tangible consequences from people, mm. particularly in really well-off countries. If you come from a third world country, it's, again, very different. If you're in a first world world and, you're, and you have the privilege of existing here and you are not doing well, that's your fault, man. Yeah. That is a fucking conscious yeah. choice yeah. to be a mediocre or poor excuse for an individual. Man, I've watched a lot of people that, you know, they do a lot of motivational stuff or whatever. If you live in the Western world, it is a choice to be a failure unless you have some type of serious psychological issue, physical problem, whatever. Outside of that, if you're a fully functioning, mentally conscious body abled individual it's a fucking choice to be a degenerate it's a choice to be a loser because you have every single layer of society set up they're going to pay you to be to not work they're going to do this they're going to do this they're going to do that australia you're talking a australia anywhere like Australia's a lot a of mother, western countries this phrase is mine australia's a mother it's a mother we'll sure. we'll give you all come sure. here and still and still there are people that have chosen to be whatever. Do you understand what I'm saying? A complete degenerate loser that all they do is get dull payments and do this yeah. or just smoke But see, that's the this. problem. That, that, that's how it's so important, uh, for example, things like uh, jiu-jitsu at the moment because the, the more away from this reality of like having the consequences of like, oh, 
oh well if i didn't do well or i do well mm. and, and no excuses right 100 accountability like we mentioned before like people will people can take that understanding and put it in their life so they can because what, what i think it happens like the less they try the more excuse create the more the world gets worse you know what i mean the more like everything piles on top of them yeah The yeah, more they are exposed, the more they try, the more they learn a lesson, the more they go again, the more they feel thirsty to explore. Yeah. Because there are positive in learning, you know? We've talked about this before. It's like a spiral, man. Like, the, the, more, you, the more you're going in the negative direction or downhill, the, the harder it gets to come back. The more you're compounding and moving forward and moving forward and moving forward, the easier it gets, the easier it gets. You build momentum, man. And like you're saying, it's like, Some people have been like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm behind, you know, I've been a bit lazy for the last year. And you talked about this with jiu-jitsu as well. They take a year off for an injury, and now that they realize there's other, been, other people been training for a year that they used to beat, they don't want to go back anymore. Yeah. I'm not going back and losing to those people. Yeah. Screw that. So that's it. So they done. quit because it becomes this rock that's too big to shift now. It gets so heavy that they cannot move it. And that's a decision too, you know what I mean? That's a choice that they're making. To, uh, this thing, I don't want to suffer again because yeah. I wasn't suffering in that way before, so no, I'm not doing it anymore. Pretty poor attitude to get anything out of life, but that's, that's the easiest way, man. That is the easiest way. So, all right, keep following the easy path. Again, shitty results, mediocre life, whatever. You know what I mean? Everything's a choice, man. It, outside of being in a, in a very financially poor scenario, third world country, whatever, if you live in Australia, if you live in the US, if you live in the UK, if you live in New Zealand or Canada, if you live in these scenarios that are first world countries in the Scandinavian countries, whatever, you have no fucking excuse, man. That you, man, you have nothing to draw from. You don't have a real excuse unless, again, you, you, you have some type of disability, some type of mental illness, whatever. You've got no excuse. If you're not happy with your situation, just fucking do something about it. The, the problem is, is it's almost encouraged to play the victim role in the world now. It's encouraged to just be like, life's hard. I have this disorder. I'm a, I'm a celiac. That means that I can't get, get my diet you will organized. Get, in Whatever. In countries, you will get catered. So that's why a lot of people play, play this. But what they don't understand, you get catered just like that. So it's going to be always very, very yeah. average. So there's a ceiling there. There's where, a ceiling where your complaint yeah. will take you. Yeah. Rather... And if you put your, you know, your, your, sli your sleeves up and then you do something, you can take, the sky's the limit. And, and like things that you achieve that you ever, never dream of, you know what I mean? And then you will motivate you like to work harder, to make more things happen, you know? There's never, there's not a, you're never going to be a loser. You're always going to learn a lesson. That phrase is, I, I take by, to my life, you know what I mean? Like this is always a lesson. And then you're going to have another chance to, because you're all there. You're doing, you're going to do it again. And then now you know, you know, so that's the way. I think a lot of people think that the juice is not worth, like the, the yeah, the juice, the squeeze not worth the juice or whatever. Like the, uh -huh. the, this is what starts to happen because there's tangible figures you can give people to that. Like, I think there's like some financial figure for like financial freedom. Like after you earn, like, I think it's like $80,000 in like Australian currency. Like anything after that is not going to change your quality of life. 
you know what I'm saying? After you earn a certain amount of money, it doesn't actually change your quality of life. True. Because you can still all to of your all, Bali, have yeah, yeah. Done, no, but like all of your basic needs are covered. Italy, I know, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but you can still travel overseas. Even. Yeah, of course. You know even mean? with this That's money, but like, yeah, absolutely. But like all your basic needs, which includes entertainment and all that stuff, you have is your covered. gourmet pizza once at a month. That, yeah, correct. Is it's covered at that amount. So why so try harder? Why am I going to try? Why am I going to try to earn, uh, you know, eighty thousand dollars when yeah. I can make fifty thousand a year doing government payments? Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're just like, why the hell am I going to work that hard for an extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars, whatever? Like this is how people think about things. You know what I'm saying? From what I see or recognize or notice, or it could be a physical goal, it could be whatever. Why am I going to lose an extra two kilos on my body fat? I don't care or whatever. It's, it's, it's for, for a lot of people why am I gonna do this why am I gonna do that it's not worth it for but me but I think there's a lot of people putting effort there Anto, to be honest like there's a lot of people trying to make things happen and try to pursue Good. things that they Good. like Australia gives this option right to recreate yourself professionally super easy here uh, but I think that the focus is too much in the material world consuming look yeah, at me now 100%. so you know look at me always looking great and that and then excuse for, oh, it's never been, uh, it's always, it's never been that hard to purchase a place. It's never been that hard to uh, go travel. It's never, it's always an excuse, you know, mm. to balance lifestyle. Like there's always, you know. But uh, I think you have people are playing the game to show other people, right? Um, and they forget that if there is any game, is you and yourself, right? Forget yep. about everyone. Uh, and the game is like, what can you do better today to make a difference? Because if you do the exact what you did yesterday, it's going to be the exact the same yeah. result. And that's it. There's no, the last concern should be show other people. You're probably even better not showing other people. Build something, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Go for it, man. Go yeah. silent for a few years and then. Oh, do yeah, just work hard. People notice you, man. Yeah. Don't worry. Do the right thing. You yeah. got it. You got to know. If that's what you're looking for, you got to notice. Don't worry. For the right purposes, you know. Yeah. It'll be organic too. You're not trying to, hey, check this out. Someone exactly. might just go, hey, I've noticed you've been doing this. Yeah. Speaking of like that type of thing, though. And people that give you value for these things yeah. as well, they're not the really people that are going to be, you know, they're, they're, then they're really not genuine. value for you. Man. No, they're you know, not genuinely. They're not the really ones you want to no. care about. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. But speaking of like this, these types of actions and stuff like that, like, I just want to come back to like kind of full circle. Like, what was it like moving to Australia and that kind of like challenge and everything like that? But, uh, for me, I realized very, very early uh, that um, in my mind in Brazil, um, I, f I thought that uh, people, that there is a ceiling for your financial. Yeah. Right? So what I'm saying is like... Just based on like what the economic situation of the country. The economic situation, you look at the salaries, you look at what people... You basically... What my, my line of thought at that time was like, it was very simple. I said, look, my parents have this situation here. If I work, you know, I did five years of university. Yeah. My first job, the guy said, oh, you're going to get some experience working for us. You know what I mean? Like, come for free. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me, right? Like I studied five years. Yeah, yeah. Internship. And then, yeah, yeah, internship. And then I put on the paper, parking for my car, food, you know, coffee, blah, blah, blah. I was like, shit, I'm paying like three grand to go to work. I have to pay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's, I go, man, this is, this can be right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay, so let's, let's say I do this, uh, which I did, don't get me wrong. 
And then, okay, well, what, what, how much I can get, you know what I mean? Like after this, blah, blah, blah. So I start going like, okay, this doesn't add up. Like, so, I mean, I, and then aside from the financial thing, right? Because I always look into the, 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 the being unequal. Brazil is super unequal and most unequal place in the world. So you have people with a lift in their houses, like lifts, like every, yeah. man, everywhere, fences that are like five meters high, you know, with yeah. like, but my dad lives in a condo that's 30 gods, armed gods, you know what I mean? Like, this is another world, right? But as soon as you leave that bubble, um, there's people with no shoes. There's people with no shoes, you have to put your money inside your shoes and have five bucks in your wallet because if someone comes to steal, you go, here you go, that's all I have, yeah. Right? Yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's super unequal. So that's, brought me to it doesn't make you feel nice because yeah. okay man my, my family ha- can provide my family like but i don't like have people beside me and that they have no chance you know what i mean like and and it's different than like they they cannot do much man you know what i mean they can't but there's not there man you know like it's not it's not a fair it's not the game. same opportunity for them yeah not nothing to start you know what i mean there's not like a trade ship that they can join tomorrow it's not like that you know so that that hurts me, man. Like I didn't feel, and there was nothing being done. It's all corruption, a lot, you know. So, I had a dream to learn English. Then I, I was like, man, Australia looks good, sunny. They like bobbies, which is like you know, tick tick. Mm-hmm. The weather's good, tick. Um, you know, and and that's how I choose, you know. And mm-hmm. then I came here. When I arrived here, went to Sydney first. When I arrived in Sydney, I saw these barbecues at the beach, man, with the button, that you. Boom, everything the birds come in i was like man this is paradise you know what i mean um and for free as well and and then i look at the place for almost zero violence you know what i mean like people um you can achieve your goals you know no matter what you do you can you can carry on uh and it was like i wanted to put my i want to grow up i want to put myself in a position yeah. there like okay let's go let's see what you can do you know what i mean this is not easy, but for the best thing I've ever done in my life, you know. Yeah, awesome. Man. But big challenges give big rewards, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. That's... 100%. I also remember you mentioning about Australia uh, that there was a, an ability to, if, if you needed to put that extra work in and do a side hustle, it was a lot easier you found in Australia to have, I don't know how you mentioned it, but it was like, there's more oppor- there was more opportunity here to put, oh, I'm going to do this weekend thing. I can get that extra money. You found there was... A- it actually means more here. You know what I mean? It's more lucrative. You, like, I, like I said before, you, you have no excuse to not reach your financial goals. Whatever your goals are in a Western country, like you don't have an excuse because you doing a side job there as a guy that is poor, that has no money, he, he still is never going to... And I've talked to other guys here that come, uh, come from the same background that are Brazilian, like... The loan repayments thing there—they're paying like, like the the uh, the interest on their thing is like fifty percent. Like you're or constantly something. chasing your own tail. Yeah, like it's impossible for people to get ahead. Like here, if you work hard for a couple of years, you can buy a house, and you're going to repay it at you know two three percent. Like it's something that's manageable that you can actually get ahead in. And in in those situations, they cannot get ahead. Another example is university here. You have that they hex that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pay afterwards when you're making this amount of money. Then, oh, you have to pay every month from day one. Up front, you know? yeah. So, and if 
for whatever reason you're behind, that's the end. The argument. Yeah, so if you already start or... from a position where you can't afford physically to do any of those things, unless the government contributes or helps in some way or someone else that comes from a better position does it for you, you can't do it. Because you cannot physically, you don't have the skills, you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the, the option to get into a position to make enough money to go and do all those things. And that's the thing that's really unfair and really hard to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But see, and that brings, I think a lot of migrants that came to Australia um, came from where there was a diverse situation in that country, you know, and, and they, they brought their idea, okay, let's work hard. They saw this as an opportunity because Australia is a first world country with the biggest um, lack of people per square meter yeah. in the world. So this is a, a sea of opportunity. Okay, so this you is literally an extremely high minimum wage as well. So labor, labor is always very high because there's no replacement. Exactly. Yeah. Like you get a job. If you want a job today, there's many places that are uh, vacancies around, you know. So yeah. you don't, and, don't and have many situations, many places like that in the world. with this. Uh, yeah, and that's the funny thing here. It's like jobs that you would traditionally find in a lot of third world countries or, or like poorer countries. Like, you don't earn any money to be a cleaner. You don't earn any money to be this type of construction. You don't earn any money to do that. Here is the same. Whether you're a coffee guy or you do this or do that, you're all making similar money. So you can actually do something with it. Which which also helps a lot for, actually, when you think about it, actually helps for your mental health as well because you can then have everything in your hands to make a balanced life, okay? Which Australians do really well. But you they can't just have- get caught up in the the game of consumism you know nah, in the game but of that's, like stay at home too much or drink too much that's a double-edged sword life. that's a double-edged sword they do it, that's what everybody that has a privileged situation or a, like a, that comes from a first world country they suffer with like the problem of option or opportunity i don't know what i want to do oh it's not my fault whatever like their problems in their own head it's not that they physically cannot achieve what they want you know what i'm saying it's such an interesting way of dealing with the world like people are so interesting man the way people's brains work so confusing and weird to me because like like some people choose not to learn from their experiences like this i experienced this oh that didn't work mm, nah i'm gonna do my way what you literally have evidence to play with and you just refuse yeah. <laughs> like i don't get how this stuff works man i, I don't but it's interesting anyway yeah, but I think people have to dig in a bit deeper and look for uh, things that really naturally make them feel good rather than try to, you know, go too much on uh, excess of, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, uh, you know, games, gambling. Like, there are. But that's all things. the fun stuff, man. And it's right here, right that's now. That's all the fun stuff. But I, I have a lot of fun when I, when I finish a jiu jitsu training, man. I love, like, I feel like this is what yeah. I needed. You know, and fuel yoga I'm class, you. which we're gonna do now in five minutes, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel great. You know, so this for me is my beer. This for me is my yeah. my alcohol. You know, I'm with you. I get it. I I look. I agree with you, but man, for a lot of people, they don't, don't get drunk of it. They don't see. Zero, they don't see it that way, man. They don't see it that way, yeah. man. They prefer to play the video games. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it because they're escaping from the reality. All, all of those things, like I mentioned before, like pornography, drinking, but when I blah, blah. So escape from my reality. I can't think of one bill when someone's trying to choke me out. Yeah, I know, but it's so uncomfortable for them to go to jiu-jitsu and lose to other people that they would prefer to play as a video game avatar where they... Yeah, I'm 12 foot tall. I'm 12 yeah. foot tall <laughs> and I my my character's level 100. 
So because my level, my character's level 100, I'm the king of my realm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it, it feels better for them, dude. If yeah. it's easy, it, 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 you, you are triggering the same experiences that they would have in their brain as they would here submitting somebody else or winning a tournament by playing a video game and winning. Do you not understand what I mean? We've evolved, technology's evolved so extremely that we're able to trigger the same like chemical reactions in our brain that you would have from life experiences, from watching a television, from watching pornography, from consuming food and alcohol and all these types of things. So you don't need to leave your house to experience these things that you had to before. And that's the problem is now you can have this docile like existence where you don't need to go and do these things. It must be really good because the kids are convincing their parents that they should be at home playing games. But man, this, is, this, is, this is a part of it. This is, that, like, this is that elite level marketing, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you can't tell your kids off. They're the ones in control. They pick what video games they want to play and how late they want to stay up. This is crazy, man. I guess the 1% end up being pro gamers and buy their parents a house, but that's very rare. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I'm with you. I know what you're See, saying. there's positive to everything. Yeah. That's right, Tim. There's positive to everything. But, that, but that's the case with everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always the minority that succeed and, and do all this stuff, and there's the majority that are just people that are, you know, mediocre, that whatever. It's called Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you just have to choose what you want to be. Do you want to, do you want to strive for excellence or you just want to be the same as everybody else? And you can go and research the things that you need to achieve to be more than unhappy. You want to earn it, you, you, you learn what figure of money that's going to fulfill your life, go and make that. You learn what da-da-da-da-da, and in a first world country, you can absolutely do it, and it will take you two years to achieve your goal if you work hard. Seriously, two to three years, you can probably achieve your goal financially, whether it's socially, whatever, you can achieve it. Yeah, true, you, true. you have all the opportunity to do anything you want in these countries and people just blow it away or piss it away and then get angry with the world when it doesn't work. Why didn't it fall into my lap? Yeah. It's supposed to fall into my lap for me. I've been manifesting for two, two uh, for 10 years. Read the secret. I've read the secret. I've been manifesting. I've been meditating. I've been dreaming it to happen and it's still not happening. Yeah, because you've got to actually do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Eduardo. Um do you have any other stories or fun things you want to mention? Or nah, I have many stories. We need many to do. What, what are we up to? We're up to early twenties, so we probably do a, should do a, should do a part two. We'll do yeah, part we'll do two. two. Just this is stories. episode twenty six. I'll make the topics and I'll go through the stories. No, nah, I thought it was a good conversation. Everyone had some good points. You know, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that was absolutely. great. That was great. That was awesome. But yeah, no, nah, we definitely should go into some of those stories. You know, you talk about Nina Shembri and in Brazil and. All definitely, this stuff. man. We can yeah. do it. We can do it. We should definitely should do it. Yeah. Should do it. All right, thank everybody. you very much, guys. I we'll appreciate it. Thanks uh, so much, Eduardo, for sharing. And um, yeah, let's do some yoga. We'll Sounds good. Yoga time. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs>